Hi fam bam, welcome to the Simplified series. Today I'm gonna to be talking to you about how to keep your household simplified when you own a business, especially a business run from home. So last week we talked about how to simplify with a family, with your husband and your kids. And if that isn't difficult enough, I would have to say that keeping your home simplified when you work from home and own a business is probably the hardest area that I've had to deal with. So we sort of have a unique situation in which I produce content or commercial content, media, uh, have brand sponsorships and partnerships, which I receive a lot of products just in totality of all of this combined. On top of it, working in commercial, we often prop, so we have to use clients' money, but go out and buy props for a specific scene or setup. Um, an example of this is we did a baby shower product last week and we had to get balloons and baby shower items and I had to look like I was pregnant, so sometimes I have to get maternity clothes, etc. So it's a little out of a line with <laughs> my own lifestyle and hence why you're seeing a lot more of me here. But aside from the fact, given that, there's obviously a lot of stuff that goes out and in within our household. And since we work from home, it was a very frustrating and very long uh, process to figure out how to make it work for us in a way that allowed me to continue my job, but to keep myself totally sane. So before I get into this, I just want to tell you guys that I do have a free decluttering checklist. I mentioned it last week, but if you haven't kept up with the video, you can download that free decluttering checklist below and hopefully that helps you clarify your spaces on your decluttering journey. Also, let me know that you like this video or these types of topics by hitting thumbs up and as always, leave your questions and comments below. So the first tip that I have for keeping your spaces simplified if you own a business or have a home business is to work online. And I know that might be like, well, great, I'm a craftsman or I'm a artist and I can't work online. If there are certain aspects of your job that can be converted to online platforms or can be utilized or leveraged with the online kind of scenario, or if you have a choice and you're about to go into business, just keep that in mind because working online allows you to have this sort of digital space that allows you to host certain things. Like for example, if you're a photographer, it's really nice to store a lot of your stuff digitally on online storage or clouds, so to speak, rather than having like a closet full of hard drives. Or we do have a closet full of hard drives, but rather than having like so many of them, we kind of do half and half and that reduces the clutter externally. The second tip that I have for you is to digitally store. Easy to store. Um, like I said, you can store half of it in a physical manner and part of it 
uh, in a digital manner. We discussed last week in Simplifying with the Family that the kids produced a lot of art and we let them keep and store the ones that are super, super meaningful to them or display it, but most of them we take pictures, we put it on a, a digital picture frame and that's how we choose to store their art. It makes things really, really easy. Even if you are not a digital service provider or work online digitally, you can do simple things like storing your tax paperwork, your tax receipts, write-offs, files, client contracts, etc. digitally rather than having a bunch of the old school, I'm gonna call it old school, file cabinets that take up so much space. Do whatever you can that can convert to a digital medium that helps you reduce the external clutter. The third tip that I have is to limit client products. This is more specific to our particular situation, but even if you have, let's say, your own at-home hair salon, I, I knew a friend whose mom had a little side office that had its own door outdoors, and she created a hair salon there. And it was attached to her home, but that's where her clients came in. And I know other friends who do this like with their massage business, and they utilize a space within their home and have products for their actual business, whether it's massage oils or hair products, things that you might be promoting to clients or things that you might be using for clients. Just limit the amount of products you get. Typically when you run a business, you do get a lot of free stuff from people who are trying to market to you, whether they're trying to say, hey, let me make you customized pens or like customized notepads. And so you start accumulating the stuff and thinking, I can use this later or, or maybe this, maybe that and storing it and it just ends up taking a lot of space. So the fourth thing is to make sure that you reassess, reevaluate, donate, sell and let go things that are not on your necessities list. And this could be things that you might have purchased. Um, at one point I had purchased a uh, reflector arm so that when we were outside taking photos we didn't have to hire an assistant to hold the reflector arm. This was great in theory on a still day, but most of the time there's wind, there's all these other elements, and when a reflector moves ever so slightly, it changes the whole lighting scenario. So it didn't really work out as great as I thought, and I've been holding on to this thing for like years. I mean, a couple of years now, and I just recently got rid of it. I said, you know, I don't realize, I don't know why I'm holding on to this. It's so um, bulky and we've never used it, like not even once, This it's time to let it go. Same goes for products or things that you get in from other people or things you might have brought in to see if you can offer it to your clients or test it within your market. You have to ask yourself, do I really need this? And, and for us, we get so much free stuff both from and people who are trying to be ambassadors or sponsors and from just our own client products that it's really easy to be like, I could use this, oh, this is nice, I wanna try this out, I wonder how this would be. And because we get so much of it, it will just stock up so quickly. It stocks up so quickly. In fact, I try to give them away and I find people who are really, really excited about getting them and they're so excited. They're like, yeah, anytime, I love this stuff. Like, bring it over. I have friends that I share it with, families that I share it with. You know, we raffle it off to our community, etc. And by the time they realize that the amount of stuff that is donated just doesn't stop, they're finally like, you know what, it's fine. It's, we're good now, we're good, we're, we're overstocked, we have no more space. <laughs> so it's an interesting thing when things rain in abundance, how 
it can just start to really overwhelm you and take away value from your experience and how you manage your life and what you need to do, the responsibility of owning all that stuff, really. So the fifth tip that I have, which I should probably mention in the first place, is to separate your work and your personal space. This is why we have an office, and I've always needed an office. I have tried working without an office. It is very, very, very stressful, and it's hard to psychologically to manage when I am in my bedroom, I'm here to relax, not to work. When you've been working in it all day, your brain is wired to work in that room, so it makes it harder to sleep, and it really does reduce the quality of your life. So it's important to separate spaces, and if you can't have an office or a separate room, at least dedicate a corner of a room or of your house where it is your desk, and that is your workspace, and you sit there purposefully to work, and you make sure that you stay there and not move it out. I will say we do move out on occasion, but it's very rare and it's very intentional, like if I'm sick but I still wanna get stuff done and it's better for me to lay in bed and I can get some stuff done while kinda of half resting. You guys know how I feel about that. <laughs> um, but it makes sense in my mind at that moment, then we will do those. The sixth uh, particular tip that I have for this is to let go of unused equipment. This kinda of goes back to number four. Like I said, I was hoarding that reflector arm and we hadn't used it. So just take the time to reassess what it is that you actually need. Sometimes, like my hairstylist lady, she will accumulate a lot of combs and some of them can just be refreshed or let go of. So just take the time to reassess and declutter your spaces. Number seven in simplifying your home business is to not store all your old work. I know this sounds crazy. For us, we had over a thousand clients our first couple years in business, and we have several hundred every single year that we work with. When you think of how much stuff we produce digitally, because that's our market, we create thousands of pictures on a weekly basis and dozens of videos on a weekly basis. And if we were to store everything, and I know some photographers are really good at storing their raw files, and they'll keep them for years and years and years. We just don't do that. We don't have time or space to do that. We have a disclaimer with our clients that they're stored up to a month, and if you are not needing work or you haven't requested copies of the source files, then they're gone. They're gone forever, and we have our finalized copies. Sometimes we'll keep like the Photoshop copies, you know, the, so we could re-edit or adjust certain texts, et cetera. But outside of that, if you know it's a month or two months or three years later, we're not going to have access to those files anymore because I, it's simply way too much. I mean, we would need like like hundreds and hundreds of terabytes to house and store and manage all these files, and it's just so overwhelming. So if you don't need to collect all your prototypes or at least like multiple copies of your prototypes or multiple copies of your work etc then let it go of course we keep a lot of our best work or stages of our work that we're really proud of or that we want to remember so we do have a file for that it's not that we're not nostalgic at all but we're very conscious about what we choose to keep and carry on with us in our future work and future storage spaces. The last tip that I have, which is probably the most sound tip, is to micro-niche your work to fit your lifestyle. To only work with products or brand types 
or generate certain styles or setups and you know I'm just really thinking given our particular circumstance and how I approach it um, to cater towards supporting my lifestyle and the things that I believe in and the things that I love so a lot of the work that I do is yoga oriented and working with yoga brands and yoga products and creating yoga content and that means a lot to me because yoga is a huge part of my life and so not only does it not fall too far out of alignment, yes, it's a lot of products, but a lot of the products I will actually use and I have a community around me who does use them and who I can pass them off to. And it's not just this wasteful thing where I'm just trying to pawn off actual crap to, to people, although that does sometimes happen. But um, for the most part, when I create a style in my portfolio, it reflects my personal style and what I want to do. Uh, somebody once told me, does it take the fun away going to the beach um, because you have to work at the beach all the time? And I said, no, it's the reason I incorporated the beach because I love being at the beach. My, my photos that I take at the beach is most closely, closely related to what I'm really passionate about and what I really enjoy taking photos of and, and editing photos of. And so I really love heavily incorporating the beach in my work. And so we do that a lot. So taking the time to micro niche and not be worried about some of the stuff that you don't like. I mean, we get a lot of um, products for like bachelorette parties. That doesn't really cater to my life, so lots of times we turn these down. And when you're in a space where you have more than enough work, then it's important to make sure that you're making spaces for the things that really add value to you, that you're really passionate about, and that really align with you and your lifestyle. At the same time, if you are just building a business and you're starting work, you wanna think about heading towards your lifestyle, and it can be really hard to to want to turn down potential work or potential money that you could use uh, even though it doesn't completely align with you but what it does is it takes away time and energy from you to be able to focus on what it is that truly aligns with yourself and I've made this mistake just in my commercial work alone um, in building it so big and in a space where I can't really just pull out right away and not focusing on the one thing that I knew I wanted to do but kept putting off because the money was flowing in and I didn't want to turn down the work. So I think it's really important to make sure that you don't get caught in that trap as well because it ends up leading to a space where it, you start feeling I don't want to say ungrateful, but you're just not aligned. You're just not aligned, and especially when the option to be more aligned and to be more honest with yourself and to live more honestly in your work so that it coincides with you as a person and your values and beliefs, that's just obviously adds more value to you and allows you to add more value to people on that medium and makes you feel like you're living a purposeful and meaningful life. So I hope you guys found some good advice and good tips in this video. And if you think I've missed anything or you want to add anything more, stick in the comments below you guys know I'm always down to learn more and expand my approach so if you're new thanks so much for joining us subscribe for more ways to level up your current reality and I'll see you guys back here on the next video